He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on another beautiful morning in the hill country of Texas. And I have to tell you, I was uh, got here a little early this morning and was sitting outside uh, under our pergola here. And um, it was pleasant. So I think there was about 10 minutes of pleasantness this morning. Um, if you missed it, I'm sorry. Maybe try tomorrow morning. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's I uh, guess that dome is still sticking around. Listen, we have a great show lined up for you today. I have um, at the uh, second quarter today, we're going to get Jaleese and Mark Middleton on the phone. And this is the the uh, couple, uh, the husband and wife, who decided to go to um, Washington, D.C., to our capital to, on January 6, 2021. They never entered the building. They never entered the building. Um, and yet are facing charges, felonies, as well as misdemeanors. Um, it is so important that you hear their story, folks. You've got, I, I can't tell you how important it is. If you think you know what happened on January 6th and you haven't really done a lot of homework or haven't watched some of the, um, uh, 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 what do you call them, uh, documentaries. There you go. If you hadn't watched some of the documentaries, I don't care. Either side, if you haven't done a little bit digging into what happened on January 6th in the aftermath, um, I, if you've formed a pin, an opinion without doing a whole lot of homework, uh, you, you know, God bless you, but um, you need to hear the story directly from these people who were affected and what it did to their lives and what it is continuing to do to their lives and this may be something that will affect the rest of their life. And I have to tell you, they didn't even go into the building. All right, we're going to talk more about that. But they're going to be in Kerrville tomorrow. They are going to be in Kerrville tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You may have heard other times for that. You may have heard another starting time. It's not the other starting time. It's at 3 o'clock at uh, the uh, 451 Guadalupe Street in Kerrville. says um, this, yes, we're going to get more details on that when we get uh, the Middletons on the phone here in a middle, in a minute, in a minute, yep, here in a minute. And, um, but I, I'm, I, I'm driving to Tyler tonight, and we're going to drive back in the morning and uh, to make it back in time to get over to this, to have a little lunch and then head over to this. So, it is a, it's, for me, it's going to be a six-hour drive getting to uh, Kerrville from Tyler tomorrow, um, but I'm going to do it. So if you live within 30 minutes or whatever, or 10 minutes, or if you live in Kerrville or Fredericksburg, you've got no excuse tomorrow. I really want to see you up there at, uh, it's the Dietert Center at 3 o'clock. It does uh, say refreshments and door prizes. That's the first time I saw that. Oh, man, I may go in and go out the back door and come in more than once. I don't know if that works. We could put some uh, dark sunglasses on or something. But that's at 3 o'clock tomorrow. On your calendar, Tuesday, the 22nd, this is the Election Integrity, the Town Hall Election Integrity 
workshop. They're going to illustrate part of the program on uh, Tuesday is going to be illustrating a completely legitimate, I believe it's called uh, either Title 65 or something. It has a 65 in it, and it is a law in Texas that allows the type of hand counting that's going to be illustrated on Tuesday. So it doesn't need to be recertified. This type of election does not need to be certified. It doesn't have to be approved. This type of hand count that we're going to show you on Tuesday the 22nd is is already approved by the state of Texas. So we can go to hand count quick and easy. Now, at the bottom of the hour, Rich Paces is going to be in here, and we'll have a few questions for him about this, and uh, we will uh, give you more and more details because I have, right in front of me, I do not have the location, and I'm afraid to say it by memory because if I get it wrong, will I be in trouble? So on uh, here at the bottom of the hour, Rich Paces will be in the studio, and he'll give us all the details on that. Further, looking further out on your calendar, um, Thursday the 24th, uh, next Thursday, is going to be Moms for Liberty in Fredericksburg. I do happen to know that, I believe, uh, I'm not going to say it. Um, we're going to give you more details on that. They may have a special guest there, and it is you will not be allowed in the door unless you have RSVP'd online. You will not be allowed in the door unless you have RSVP'd online. There will be no exceptions. All right? So don't bring your sob story next Thursday night and say, oh, I didn't know, um, because they will not let you in at the door. Um, so that is uh, the 24th. Uh, going on out on the calendar, the 9th, Saturday the 9th, Injunction, Seth Keschel is going to be talking about, I believe, election integrity. By the way, Seth Keschel is one of the guests that's going to be here on Tuesday as well. Going further out than that, on the 22nd of September, the annual Boots and Barbecue event. I'm telling you, Charlie Kirk is going to be amazing. He has been uh, 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 he has been filling a slot on uh, the Five on Fox over the last week or so. And um, uh, so that is um, everybody knows, everybody knows Charlie Kirk, and he's going to be right here in Kerrville at the YO for the Fredericksburg Tea Party Boots and Barbecue. Of course, Chip Roy, Congressman Chip Roy, is going to be there. Don Huffines is going to be there. If you went last year, Don Huffines did the silent, I mean, the, did the uh, did the live auction, ran the live auction, and did a great job. Um, even when his wife was uh, bidding on some puppies or something like that, he still did a really great job. He has agreed to come back and uh, be our auctioneer again and be a part of uh, that program. And here was another big surprise for you. Rick Green is also going to be on stage. So We've got an amazing lineup for the Fredericksburg Tea Party Boots and Barbecue, our annual fundraiser. Yes, it's expensive, but this is what gives us the ability to do the things we do throughout the year. And um, those of you who can, and I, I have talked to people in the past who said, Matt, I can't go that. I can't go that. Those tickets are too expensive. I get it. We're, um, that, that, that's fine. 
We let our rich friends come, and they pay for the rest of us to in, uh, have the ability to do what we do during the year, to bring in speakers, to send people out. Um, and so uh, that is um, the 22nd, and you need to go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org to get tickets. Uh, they are uh, they're going. They're, they are going. All right, so I've got some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin today before we take a quick break. And uh, this is out of Poor Richard's Almanac from 1744. And he says, those who are feared are hated. Those who are feared are hated. Boy, isn't that the truth? Don't make me scared. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of truth in there. Folks, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to get the Middletons on the phone line, and we will be right back. He's a teacher and activist. In an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone, anyone? And your host. Anyone? Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Anyone? The Fredericksburg Tea Party, along with We the People, Liberty in Action, and Kerr County Patriots, invite you to join us for Boots and Barbecue 2023, Friday, September 22nd, at the YO Hotel and Conference Center in Kerrville. TPUSA founder Charlie Kirk will be joined by special guests Congressman Chip Roy, Don Huffines of Huffines Liberty Foundation, and Rick Green, president of Patriot Academy. Great items in our silent and live auction. Get your tickets at FredericksburgTeaParty.org. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back, and I have on the line with me uh, Jalice and Mark Middleton. And by the way, uh, they only get a short segment today, but Jalice had had, uh, pretty much the whole show last Friday. And so I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that if you missed that. Um, but Mark and Jalice also are going to be in Kerrville uh, tomorrow at 451 Guadalupe Street in Kerrville. And we've been telling folks quite a bit about who you are. And uh, this is at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Folks, while we're visiting with these people, if you're sitting in front of your computer, go over to American Patriot Relief. Dot org American Patriot Relief dot org. Uh, welcome to the Matt Long Show, Mark and Jalice. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, we better start with Mark because uh, we got to do some equal time here, or I'll get in trouble. You know, they <laughs> they they keep a count, a track on me of uh, who who gets how much airtime. So, Mark, tell us. Tell us why it is you, and I know this is going to sound like a dumb question, but why in the world do you want to travel all over the state or all over the country and tell your story of January 6th? Why is this important to you? Well, the the left got their narrative out on day one. And so for two and a half years, the narrative has been pushed that the government wanted everyone to know. And the American people need to know the truth. There's two sides to every story, and the, this is an egregious story, and, and our side needs to be told. People need to be woken up to what is exactly going on. So with in just a quick recap, Mark, you guys decided, Jalise told us what her aha moment was that made her get up one day and, 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 and decide to go to D.C. 
Um, what when when you where were you on that when she said that? Where uh, where did your head go to? Did you think like, uh, well, can we talk about this, or were you all in? How did you react? You know, well, I, kind of backtrack a little. I, I grew up, I guess, in a way, a rush baby. Um, you know, he started out when I was uh, a teenager and all that stuff. So I was always kind of politically minded in that aspect. But then when watching everything that happened to Trump over the four years of his presidency and then watching the returns that night and all that, I knew something extremely fishy was going on. And when she brought it up to me, it was like, well, okay. Um, Because we talked about potentially going, uh, what, in November and December as well, and we didn't. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, we better go. So, So, Jaleese, on your website, AmericanPatriotRelief.org, you also have some other untold stories on there. Um, how many of these people have y'all been that were harassed uh, uh, who decided to go to the D.C. on January 6th? How many of these people are you uh, uh, working with or in touch with? Or um, Tell us a little bit about the other people that are uh, in, in trouble right now. So I, I am in touch with hundreds of people. Um, I, it would be hard for me to put a number to them. Okay. Um, but I, I would venture to say at least, at least 200 people I'm in touch with on a regular basis. Um, you know, I've probably got about 25 that, that I'm in weekly communication with or daily. Um, so the numbers keep growing, but because of our nonprofit and, you know, trying to help in the with the January sixth defendants, we we tend to come across you know a, a very large number uh, because they're in trouble and they don't know where to turn. So we're able to not only you know try to provide emotional assistance but also financial assistance. And you know, we don't put a whole lot of untold stories on our website, but we do try to keep a couple of them up there. Because everything that we say, the government then comes after us for saying it. They turn it to try to fit their narrative, and they use it against them. So we've got to be very careful about the people that we highlight on the website because it does put a target on their back from the federal government. That and, and another, the sad problem that we have is, is uh, many J6ers are terrified to speak out because they've been so doxxed, they've been so persecuted that uh, they're scared to speak out they're scared to be known who they are or where they're at exactly and then we have a huge portion of them that the judge is uh barring them from interacting with any other j6ers through their uh you know either their plea deal or uh just while they're going through trial the pre-trial um so they're actually being barred from communicating with other j6ers so mark is it true that these um all of these j6 uh persecutions and persecution slash prosecutions are taking place under one judge and one court in washington dc is that is that a true statement no absolutely not no there's there's uh i'm not sure how many judges i think i think six seven eight nine ten somewhere around in there Okay, um, but the vast majority of them are going through just a handful of those judges. Um, so yeah, 
And and uh, there was um, I want you. To, we just have a few minutes left, but I wanted to, one of the the points I made and that Jalise made on uh, her uh, our our visit last week. And by the way, folks, you can find those podcasts up all over the wherever their podcasts. Uh, you can find the Matt Long Show, and you can look up last Friday's show and read it. But I I want to make sure I'm clear on this. The two of you never entered the building. Is that right? You never went into the Capitol building or any other federal building. Is that right? That is correct. We never went past a barricade. That that when I tell people that I, I I'm telling you, Mark Jalise, it just almost seems like no no way, no how. In fact, this whole situation just seems and feels like this is not happening, this can't be true. How do you get beyond that belief uh, of people? Just education, you know, start laying the facts out to them. Um, from AmericanPatriotRelief.org, you can link to many other groups like Stop Hate mm-hmm. um, and so forth, and you can start doing your own research and just seeing what, what actually happened that day? Not the curated videos that the, the mainstream media wants you to see, but the real stuff that really did happen that day. And you'll see that there were hundreds of people that are being prosecuted right now that did not go past a barricade that, mm-hmm. that for whatever reason. Um, one guy, one guy, he, uh, he never actually did anything wrong. He was with a couple of friends that, that got a little too rowdy. But all of his charging documents are talking about what his friends did, yet he just got sentenced yesterday. Mm. Have- you know, at the end of the day, as far as, you know, trying to convince people what's happened, this stuff is being hidden in broad daylight. And you're not in control of somebody wanting to stay in the dark. All you can do is bring the light and and offer it to them. Mm. Um, if they want to sit in the dark and be and be blinded to the truth, that is going to be on them at the end of the day. So we've just got a couple of minutes left. The what what uh, tomorrow? What do you think will surprise people the most? Or when you give a presentation like this, is there some part of your presentation that you just see your audience just go, "Holy mackerel!" or sit up or something? Um, is there something like that? Uh, I'm sure there is. Uh, every time we tell our story, we can just see people's heads smoking. Um, I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know because I'm not in someone else's head, but I think the biggest shock to them is, is our, our faith in Jesus Christ, our, our joy that we have, and the, the egregiousness of the story. I mean, just the way we were arrested, and when you talk to us and see that we're just normal American couple— um, and then we were attacked in such an egregious manner being, you know, when they came and got us, um, it, it just does not make sense. I mean, you cannot fathom that a perfectly normal person that has never had any issue with law whatsoever is not known to be a bad person or, you know, carry brandishing weapons or anything right. like that, that they would have two SWAT teams come and attack them and throwing flashbang grenades at perfectly compliant people but yet that's exactly what's happening to a huge majority of us j6ers folks you have got to come and hear this story uh tomorrow i was telling people uh i'm gonna be in i've got to get to tyler tonight but it's gonna be i am driving back from tyler in the morning to make sure and be there by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon at the dietert center 
You need to come hear this story. You need to bring some friends. Um, you, I, I'm just telling you, this story needs to go out and go out further. Do y'all have, uh, for the last question, do y'all have any hope in this? Is there any, any, is there any hope for you? Um, I'll say, but for God, okay. uh, you know, if it's, if it's uh, left up to man's hands, no, they're going to, uh, hang us from the highest tree, just like they have all the other J sixers, like they've been doing a lot of people for many years, but, um, we're, we have our confidence in Jesus Christ and, uh, he's called us to speak out and stand in the gap for others. And whatever happens to us is perfectly fine. Well, Jaleese, Mark, we're uh, looking forward to seeing y'all tomorrow. Again, folks, this is AmericanPatriotRelief.org. And tomorrow they are going to be right here in Kerrville for several hours at the Dietert Center starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Looking forward. Y'all have safe travels over here, and we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thanks for taking time out this morning, Mark and Jaleese. Thank you so much. We're so excited to get to meet this community and share our story. Thank you again, Matt. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow. And um, we're going to take a short break. And uh, Rich Paces, or I think you've gotten a new nickname. I think Lorraine calls you Rick. So I don't know. That must be a private little... Uh, that must be a private little uh, um, uh, nickname between you and Lorraine. Is that well? I hope not, Matt. You that hope sounds not. More like her husband. So oh, okay. Oh, you might. Yeah, that's that is because about half the time she goes Rick paces, and I'm thinking, you know what? She's thinking about her husband, but talking about Rich. I don't know so. what that says. I'm, I'm not going to touch it, Matt. <laughs> You're I'm not sorry. Touching that one. <laughs> I love Lorraine, but uh, as a friend, Rick. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I have to tell you, I have, uh, in all my years on the radio, I've never mispronounced a name. <laughs> and if you believe that, I got some land. I got I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 100% He's 100% Texan. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. It's Friday, and um, we've got a full tank of gas. Our dark sunglasses on. How does the rest of that go? A half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark out, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it! I have in the studio with me uh, Rich Paces, and we've got an event coming up on Tuesday that quite a bit of uh, quite a few people are uh, looking forward to, and this is the. The town hall, an election integrity town hall that is going to be taking place at the Hill Country Youth Events Center um, out there on uh, Highway 27. That's like on the southeast corner of town, isn't it? That, that's I'm trying right, to look at my... The actual address is the 3785, out at, 27. But. Yeah. And if you, um, if you don't know where the Hill Country Youth Events Center is, then you just moved here from uh, California, so welcome and uh, we'll uh, you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. So uh, election integrity town hall. Um, tell us what is what is the purpose of this? You want people to show up for four hours Tuesday during the day. 
what is the purpose of this? Hey, Matt, well, the, look, the purpose is to educate the public about our election ecosystem. And it's a very complex system. takes a, a lot to better understand it. But the point is, our system has vulnerabilities. And, and certainly I'm like a lot of other citizens that, that were greatly disturbed, particularly in 2020 with the election results. You know, staying up late and watching a cumulative vote count uh, for one candidate all of a sudden drop and the other one goes up. How does that happen? I you mean, know, there shouldn't. There, yeah, it, there's a lot of naysayers here in the Hill Country because they've right. called me. Um, we've had uh, some, we've had long conversations. Other yeah. ones, they've been short because I've said, I'm not, sure. I'm not even going there. But the, the, the thing I hear is, we don't have a problem in the hill country do we have is there we haven't have we had any elections stolen here they're saying this is not an issue why are you trying to make a big deal out of this rich well look i'm not making accusations i I think our election department does a really good job to the extent that they can but the system's so damn complicated and there's so much of it that's outside of their control i mean the county's it people can't look inside these machines to see whether there's a modem or not. Mm-hmm. And, and the more you hear about it, all the machines are tend to have modems somewhere. And we, we had the guy from Heart Inner Civic out here, senior vice president, who admitted that the circuit boards come from China. And now, now, Heart Inner Civic, tell us who they are in case someone well, doesn't know. That's the, there are two companies that are approved for providing electronic voting systems in Texas. One okay. is ES&S and the other is Heart Inner Civic. And for whatever reason, I think back around uh, 2018, Kerr County decided to, to purchase uh, Heart Inner Civic equipment. So mm-hmm. that's what we typically use when you go out and vote. If you choose to vote on a machine, that's what you're using. Now, you still can ask for a paper ballot, and boy, do I encourage people to do just that. Uh, but we're still using machines to tally, and, and there too, that's a concern. Yeah, I, I was of the opinion until I heard both Mark Cook and uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, D, uh, because yeah. I always have a, uh, let's see, he said it rhymes with authority, Doherty, Dr. Doherty. Um, so there we go. Um, it just doesn't come out of the mouth easy. Yeah. I, I was, I stood firmly on my ground that there had to be some dumb counting machines. And until I, uh, until we talked with uh, Dr. D and Mark Cook and and Tara, uh, uh, Tina Peters about this, my mind was changed. That's right. I mean, there is no such thing as a dumb scanner. You've got to have circuitry inside there uh, because they have to interpret a ballot and decide what does that little mark mean. So e- even those scanners, they can't be trusted. Yeah, um, weren't they using scanners uh, in the 2000 election in Florida when we learned what a pregnant Chad was? I believe that's right. <laughs> that was where, in fact, uh, you know, that would have been, you know, today if you say pregnant Chad, that's yeah, like no yeah. big deal. That's some dude who thinks he's a woman and uh, or right. a woman that thinks he's a dude and is pregnant or something. Well, so that yeah. a pregnant Chad has completely different meanings <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> today than it did uh, then. Let's not go there, Matt. But look, <laughs> you know what's amazing to me? We, we had some constituents that it came to the commissioner's court. And they provided copies of a book called Vote Scam. Mm-hmm. This book was published in 1992 by the Collier Brothers. 92? Last 92. century. And, I mean, what disturbs me is they're talking about how 
machines have been used to fraud the citizens and to select candidates, as opposed to elect candidates, since 1992. The only thing that was different was the players. You know, I mean, this is an issue that both Republicans, and Democrats, and probably independents, too, have been victimized by. Mm. And, and it's always whoever, whichever party loses the race, of course, they're the ones who are complaining. And then the other party said, oh, most uh, secure election of all time. <laughs> it, and, and yet those same people that are saying that, you know, are on record of having said, these elections, we can't trust machines. We shouldn't be using machines. So this is, goes back decades. And so, they've all known about it. They've said it. And yet we do nothing. We're still using machines. So that I understand um, uh, one of the ideas I have heard that um, – you can't just willy-nilly bring in a new system to vote in Texas. It has to be certified. However, right. um, all I remember is the number 65. Correct. So there you go. Did I get the number right? <laughs> you, you did. All right. Take it and from there. And that stands for Chapter 65 of the Texas Election Code. Okay. And, and boy, we've got a, a lengthy election code. I think it's like 1,200 pages or so. But the key is this is nothing new. This is well thought out. You know, our legislators have done a great job putting this all together. And Chapter 65 has been available to us, again, for decades. It's what we did before the machines. Mm. And it's very simple. I mean, I'm telling you, anybody can do it. And uh, it does not require any approval because it's already what we're using. We use it for recounts. There are a few cities, and, and they tend to be smaller, and one or two small counties that actually use Chapter 65 because it's so much cheaper than buying these expensive machines. You you know, now that you brought that up, I'm going to play the devil's advocate because sure. you mentioned that Kerr County recently, I don't remember when it was, had bought uh, the the heart uh, the uh, the new machines. Right. I am I am n almost positive that sometime in the last 2 years Gillespie County also bought okay. machines. Yeah. I if I got that wrong, my apologies, but I think they did buy new machines. Are these something that if we did make a commitment to go to Chapter 65, do these have some value? Can we sell them to, like, out of state? Can we send them to, uh, I don't know, uh, Pennsylvania yeah. or somewhere? I, I hate to wish these on anybody. Um, so I don't know the answer to that. In general, the agreements that we have, uh, for example, our agreement with Hart, yeah, we, we can't do much of anything with it. Um, and we're still making payments. We, we procured... The equipment we're using today back in, I think, uh, 2018, and we're still making capital lease payments on it. So it won't go away overnight, but the main thing is they're wanting to upgrade this equipment. And before we spend another $250,000 of taxpayers' money, you know, we don't need them. Let, let's try it. Let's demonstrate. You know, we, we have a uh, November constitutional election coming up. Generally, mm -hmm. those have pretty low turnout. Mm -hmm. That would be a real good time and place to try a hand count for an election absolutely now, they, they've already gotten it through commissioner's court to use this equipment of course i i objected but yeah that's something we can look at because again what what better time and place to uh try the hand count we've done it before why not do it again there's plenty of people around still that remember how we used to hand count and and the arguments you get about oh you'll have us down here uh, till three in the morning no we, we were always able to hand count and conclude shortly after the polls closed. So and let me just... It I just have, takes a lot of people. I have to interrupt you because there's smoke coming out of ear, my ears. Uh -oh. I'm going to need duct tape to keep my head together. Anybody that says, oh, it's a long night to count the votes, yeah. bless their hearts, move to Venezuela. Because you know what? 
In Venezuela, you don't stay up all night counting votes. All right? No, I am right. sorry. It's once every two years or once a year, either in sure. the spring or in November, and you, we can't sacrifice one 24-hour period. I've, I've seen people go up to the Capitol, register to vote at 8 in the morning, and stay up there till four the next morning to speak for three minutes. There you go. Because they think it's that important. Yep. And if you want to whine about losing a few hours of sleep once a year to hand count votes, good Lord, pack your bags. I will help you buy a one-way ticket to Venezuela. I have been to Venezuela. You don't want to go there. <laughs> All right? right. Okay. I'm going to calm down. Let's uh, uh, there have well, well, a, The main point is go ahead. nobody has to stay up till three in the morning. Right. You know, it's very easy to predict how many uh, votes you're going to have to count and to get the right number of tally teams in the uh, poll places on Election Day. So for the most part, we don't even have to start until, say, 2 in the afternoon. And if we get enough teams, we'll work in shifts, and we'll get her done by 7, 8 o'clock latest. Right. So and- that's all we're asking for people. And, and if that four or five-hour period of time isn't worth it to our citizens to wow. have confidence in the outcome of an election, then then shame on us, everybody. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. There have been some questions. I have been questioned about the bona fides of Mark Cook <laughs> and uh, Dr. D um, and some of these other people. Uh, did did sure. Mark Cook just, like, walk off of the, you know, was he like a homeless dude in San Francisco that decided to fight election integrity? No, no. Mark Cook is a uh, cybersecurity expert. Mark started programming. He was writing software at the age of 10. Mm. So he, he's got 30 years of experience. He's done forensic analysis. He's one of the few people that was given access to a Dominion voting machine and, and within a matter of minutes was able to get inside and actually manipulate the software such that he flipped votes, just like that. And, and he'll give a demonstration, and he'll explain how easy it was with the Dominion machine. And, and all these machines are very similar. So he, he's done a lot of uh, uh, testimony on various court cases uh, about the uh, machines. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have Dr. Dougherty, and he is a senior lecturer emeritus, um, Department of Cu- Computer Science and Engineering with Texas A&M University. He's nationally and internationally sought after for a uh, computing consultant. And he's got a uh, master's and doctor's degree from Harvard University. So he's our own Texas native guy, Texas A&M, a wealth of experience, and boy, he knows what he's talking about here, and he'll be the first to tell everyone, you can't trust these machines. Yeah, yeah. Again, whether you've seen fraud here in Kerr County, that's not really the question. It's kind of like, gee, Matt, has your bank account ever been hacked? (laughs) And. Whether it has uh, or not, my, does mine, that mean you don't mine take has any precautions? Uh, well, of course. Yeah. So, you know, let's take precautions and make sure it doesn't happen. But I think you'll also hear from Captain Seth Keschel. Yes. Former military intelligence, renowned data analyst. Uh, you know, he served in Afghanistan, but, but what he's known for is his data analysis. And, and that's what these, uh, I don't know what you call them, spooks, gooks, whatever, but uh, yeah. military uh, yeah, spooks, intelligence that works guys. for me. Okay. Anyway, he has looked at all kind of data. He's looked at Texas data. He, he is from Texas, and he's also looked at Kerr County. And I'm just going to say that he'll present some information, and there are some concerning trends when you look at the data historically. 
from our publicly available uh, election data in Kerr County. Mm. So, so we, we shouldn't assume that it's never happened. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, before I came to uh, the Hill Country, I heard a story about uh, an election in uh, Gillespie County that it was so fishy when a ballot box disappeared and didn't show up for hours and then there you go. magically had the exact number yeah, of... Yeah. Of, of ballots that it needed i yeah, folks let's all right we got to wrap this up um rich tell us the well, let where, me also just mention go ahead, go again, ahead. tina peters will also be oh there. yes now tina peters is the uh, county clerk from mesa county colorado and she was in charge of elections up there thought that they had a gold star program you know everything was great until all of a sudden an election kind of flipped and mm-hmm. surprisingly uh it, it went blue yep and Fortunately, she had the foresight to make copies of the voting data, the records uh-huh. from the Dominion machines, and then all of a sudden they updated the software, and all the all the data and evidence was gone from those machines, all wiped out. But she had a copy. Yeah, that and, and they've she's been under attack ever since. So that, it's it's just crazy what's going on up there. But people will hear from her because if you never thought it could happen, well, that's what Tina thought too, and her life has been turned upside down because of this yeah just doing her job yeah absolutely so we also have uh chip roy's gonna be there no, he, chip, oh. chip unfortunately couldn't make it. oh but no we are gonna have senator bob hall okay and, and bob has been a leader in election integrity mm-hmm. uh for the state of texas in terms of new legislation and i'm specifically asking him to give us an update you know nowhere near enough has been done in texas with respect to election integrity it's it's our number one priority, at least for the Republican Party, and, and yet very little is being done other than they finally restored the uh, felony penalties for yeah. voter fraud. But Bob's going to tell us a little bit more about how we can get behind it and help. You know, it's going to require everybody reaching out to their representatives and insist that we have better election integrity. Absolutely, or replacing some of our representatives. Uh, I've cut a target on a couple of them. So we have, oh, if we leave out Lori after naming everybody else on the list, you're going to get in trouble. So, well, we've got Lori Gallagher and also Jarrett Woodward, and and these are both just citizens who have gotten involved in their respective counties, uh, Williamson and and, uh, Bernie, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they're... They're going to talk about the legalities of this equipment and, and whether it meets the Texas uh, election code standards for using it. And what you're going to hear is, well, it doesn't. Uh-huh. And so if we keep using this equipment when it doesn't meet the standards, it's not properly certified, it wasn't properly inspected, then effectively those who pass the, the decision to use it are actually committing a fraud. Wow. And, and could be removed for it. So. Mm. It, it, it's we need to be aware we need to understand the realities of what this equipment is and, and what it is not so this is tuesday it starts That's at right. one o'clock at the hill country youth event center do people need to register nope, are they gonna nope. it's are you gonna to anybody pass the, the doors the will be open or oh there might be a little bit of that just you know people yeah. like tina need need financial support but basically no it's it's free to the it's public free open to, the public. to anybody okay uh just come in and join us You'll be able to ask questions, although we're going to ask people to write them down. So we'll get to that at the very end. And, and frankly, it's likely to run over because we have so much important information to disclose to the public. All right. But that's this com- those questions. That's this coming Tuesday. We will talk again about it on Monday. 
Rich, I appreciate you coming in here and uh, taking time out of your schedule this morning. And uh, we look forward to this on Tuesday. And, again, we'll talk more about this on Monday. And, well, I'll bring it up Tuesday again. We're we're not going to let this drop. We want folks to go to this. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. All right. Blessed day to everybody. All right. So there you go, folks. We're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Right, we are back, and uh, the fourth quarter. It's a Friday. Um, there's going to be a lot of good patriots and conservatives on the road today and tomorrow, going and coming, uh, going to Tyler and uh, up in Northeast Texas, and going home. I know people from the Panhandle, from the Houston area. Um, we've got a handful of people from the Hill Country that are all going to be driving up to Tyler this afternoon, and then back tomorrow. And I know um, most of them are going to be trying to get back to be in Kerrville by 3 o'clock. And um, so please, I'm asking you to pray for those uh, people that are on the road over uh, the weekend. And for crying out loud, be nice to the tourists and pray for the tourists that they have safe travels into town and that they have safe travels back home and that they loosen up the purse strings on their wallets and spend as much money as they can to enrich us here in the hill country. Thank you very much. God bless the tourists. So be nice to them. Don't honk at them behind on Main Street. Just smile and wave and and realize that they're leaving a whole lot of their wallet right here in the hill country and uh, that's good for everybody. So um, there was a the uh, both uh, Harley and I, um, and in fact, I think a lot of folks on the conservative side, um, and uh, as well as Republicans. Uh, when I say conservative anymore, I I don't even know if that even counts most Republicans anymore. But they have the Texas scorecard has uh, come out with a video, and I was hoping that it would be right here on the top, and it's not. I am, uh, this is not good for um, these guys that this is not on top. But there is a video out, and it is called The Texas Heist. The Texas Heist. So I'm going to go right now to YouTube while we're talking and see if I can pull it up since Texas scorecard, I don't know why that story's not on top. I expected to go right there and find it and tell you about it, but I'm going to call it, let's see, plug in Texas heist into YouTube, hit, hit, um, enter. Ah, there we go. It comes up the second uh, one up. It has had about 7,000 views so far. Um, this, uh, this video is called the Texas heist. Do Democrats run the Texas house? All right. I believe it's about 37 minutes. I listened to it. I think maybe a total of four times yesterday. 
Um, I watched it and then I recorded it, and uh, so that's two watchings uh, because I didn't know if it was going to be worth recording. And then I pulled the audio from it and I played with the audio uh, for several hours. And I'm going to be playing bits and pieces of that audio from this movie over uh, probably between now and um, <laughs> primaries um, in March because um, uh, I uh, of uh, March yeah March um, because they they talk about what they call the dirty dozen who are the people running the Texas House, and it is, by the way, it is the Democrats that run the Texas House. Um, and our dear friend, um, uh, the the Honorable Andrew Murr, is one of the dirty dozen that is mentioned in this movie, and uh, there is quite a bit of audio of the uh, day when... Uh, um, Andy Murr brought the impeachment to uh, the floor um, and uh, shocked and surprised all of the um, everybody in the room except for the Democrats. You know, the Democrats had been talking about impeaching uh, Paxton since day one, and um, it was uh, no Republicans were talking about that until two days before the impeachment when the rumors or when it was finally revealed that there had been a double secret double secret investigation going on that Andy Murr was conducting he was interviewing people who were not even witnesses to the event and they weren't being sworn in a lot of it was hearsay of hearsay of hearsay we're going to unwrap this package over the next few weeks but folks um you need to go to YouTube, look up the Texas heist, and um, I'm telling you, you got to watch this. You must, must watch this. Angela and I will be talking about it on Monday. Lorraine just walked in. Y'all be nice to the tourists, and I'll see you back in here Monday.